as I mentioned, today is our AGM, and we're going to reflect on this uh, past year. It's not been an easy year for many. In fact, uh, for some, it's really been a, a painful year, a difficult year. Uh, we're also going to ponder on our experiences that we are having today, and then we're going to consider uh, what lies ahead uh, and what tomorrow may bring. Um, neighbors can be a real blessing, and I was just reflecting on that uh, recently. Uh, we, we're really fortunate. We've got great neighbors uh, next to us on both sides, behind and in front of us. We're really blessed. I was just thinking, I think this is the, the in Pretoria, we've got the best neighbors uh, around our house. Uh, we've really been blessed. And uh, on our, our, if you face the street on our right side, uh, is a couple called Benny and Linda. And um, uh, we've just grown in our friendship with them. Uh, recently, we had a problem with our borehole. We got a contractor. They couldn't do the job right. And then they stepped in and helped us and, and sorted it out. And so I suggested to them that we take our friendship to a, a higher level. Uh, I would swap my lemons that grow in my tree for, for the steak that they have. Uh, I, I almost got it right, but I, obviously I need to be a little bit more uh, convincing. Um, last week, uh, 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 Benny, uh, he went into hospital. He had COVID, and he was pretty sick, and he had to go into hospital. And uh, as many of us have experienced, and we've uh, seen this many, many times, of people around us who've, uh, some have come back from hospital, others haven't. And I was just so re reminded as this happened, and we, we're quite close to these folk, that life is frail and uncertain. There's certainly the frailty of life. And today we're going to look at the, the grind of uncertainty. We've certainly experienced that uh, this past year. Uh, few battles are more fierce than the grind of uncertainty. Uh, career choices, some of our young people have had to make tough decisions as, they, as they've had to move forward in studying or after they've finished studying. New directions in life. Wondering what the, the purpose of, of, of uh, pain and sickness and, and death is all about. Financial pressure that so many folk uh, have experienced even in our church this last year during the pandemic, uh, relationship issues, uh, many folk have had to be at home together the whole day, day in and day out, the pandemic itself is uncertainty, just last night we got a, 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 a message from the school that on Monday our, our kids won't be going back, they've shut down the, the, the high school because 30% of the people are either sick or they've had to stay at home. Uh, the looting experience that we've been through as a country, wondering where all will this lead. And then there's a, do a dozen other confusing puzzles that we've had to sort out. Why don't you turn your Bibles with me to Psalm 23. I just reminded the folks to switch on the camera at the back, the screen. Um, psalm 23, we're going to look at the psalm today. Um, David has penned... Psalm 23, for these dark hours of uncertainty, while many folk have relegated this uh, psalm to uh, funerals, and, and certainly it's beneficial at a, at a time like that, uh, it's often read at, at funerals, but it's far more than that, and the psalm was written 
Not as many think when David was a, a young shepherd boy, but, but probably late at the end of his life, as, as David began to reflect on his relationship with God, he probably wrote the psalm then, possibly some suggest during the rebellion of Absalom, his son, who wanted to usurp the, the crown and, and oust uh, David, uh, uh, who was king. And David deals with issues that he'd experienced in his long walk with the Lord. Here before us is a, a message for, for Christians who have fought battles and carried burdens. Certainly David has endeared himself uh, to the grieving spouse who, who stands before the fresh grave wondering uh, how they'd carry on. The guilty wanderer who, who uh, is seeking forgiveness. The lonely soul longing for love and for friendship. The suffering saint as a servant or saint that is dealing with, with pain and battling pain. The depressed, the discouraged, the confused. David has endeared himself to those who are struggling with, with life. All of us face the grind of uncertainty. Psalm 23 in verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for the sake of his name. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely, says David, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is by his in prayer. Father, we just thank you for this. Wonderful encouragement that we read in Psalm 23. Father, all of us face the, the grind of uncertainty, more so during this time of COVID-19 and, and lockdown. And Father, we thank you for the privilege of knowing you. Father, for the, the privilege of walking with you. And Father, for the privilege of having a great eternal destiny. Lord, as we unpack this psalm, won't you minister to us as your people? Father, won't you reach our very hearts? And Lord, won't you uphold us and, and keep us strong? We pray this all in your precious name. Amen. We have before us in this psalm a, a wonderful analogy of the sheep and the shepherd. Sheep are, are prone to get lost. They, they lack a sense of uh, direction. Unlike dogs and cats, if you drop them off somewhere or they somehow end up where they shouldn't, they get back. Uh, Brian's uh, um, sister-in-law in, in Utenag, they had a cat and it disappeared for about a month or two. And I'll never forget this. And uh, 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 the uh, uh, sister-in-law at least, uh, she was just giving praise to God and said, we know the cat's going to come back. And sure enough, 
What had happened, it had gone into somebody's car and got out the other side, and it must have walked about four k's to get back home, but that cat got back home. Well, sheep can't do that, and, and so it is with us that we, we, we need the, the word of God and, and the voice of our Savior. Sheep are, are virtually defenseless. They have no means of uh, defense. They don't have the, the speed of a, of a leopard or the claws of a cat or the teeth of a, a crocodile. The only sure defense of a, of a sheep is, is the shepherd and his watchful eye. We are, as Ephesians 6 and verse 10 reminds us, to be strong in the Lord and his, his mighty power, virtually defenseless, easily frightened. The only place they could find peace and, and comfort was the shepherd's presence. And it's amazing that the eastern shepherds that are really in, in this picture of Psalm 23, they, they knew the sheep by name. If a shepherd called that sheep, that sheep would come running. By nature, they were dirty. They, they needed the, the shepherd's cleansing. Every evening as, as the, the, the sheep passed by, uh, the shepherd would check each one out to make sure they were fine. They needed the, the shepherd's constant care. They can't find water or food like other animals can do. They don't have a keen sense of smell and they eat poisonous weeds and they die. The Eastern shepherds, they guarded their sheep. These sheep were, as I said, absolutely defenseless. They led them. They provided food and water for them. They took care of them when they were weary and bruised and cut and sick. They rescued them when they strayed. They knew their names. They assisted in delivering the lambs, and in every way, these shepherds loved their sheep. Psalm 100 verse 3 says, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now we all have this grind of uncertainty. We, we need to journey with the, the good shepherd. And in the psalm, firstly, we, we see a defining passion. David had a, had a passion that defined his, his very life. He's described in Scripture as the, the man after God's own heart. Acts 13.22, God's description of, of, of David. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. And friends, that, that passion defined David's life. David, now he begins Psalm 23 with two words, the Lord, and, and rightfully so. This is the divine name. It's from the verb to be in the Hebrew, uh, and it comes from God's revelation of himself. We read about it in uh, Exodus chapter 3 and verse 16, where, where Moses is speaking to God at the burning bush. And he says to God, if, if you're sending me to my people, who shall I say has sent me? And, and God describes himself. I am who I am, or I will be who I will be. In other words, there's, there's nobody like me at all. As David, the shepherd boy, away from the, 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 the city or the village lights, would look up into the skies and see the, the glory of the sky, perhaps the Milky Way. And there you would see the, the glory of God in creation. 
I don't know if you've ever been into the country, away from the city, from the, the lights and so on, and, and you look up and you just see this glorious picture of the, of the Milky Way. I, I remember when I was a, a teenager, we went on a camp that was away from the city, and I remember walking at night and we just saw this glorious picture. And there you begin to see this amazing glory of, of God. The, this is David's God, the one and only Jehovah God who is real and personal. And David says, the Lord, this Lord is my shepherd. David begins to reflect on his personal relationship and, and, and journey that he has with a good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Literally, that word shepherd means the Lord is, is shepherding me. And David continues in, in verse uh, 1, and he says, And I shall not be in want. These words will play out in the rest of David's uh, psalm. We have a, and we have a, a good shepherd. In John eleven fourteen 14 to, to 15, John writes, quoting Jesus, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, and I lay down my life for my sheep. As in the church or perhaps at home, can you say those words? The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is, is my personal shepherd. Augustine of Hippo, the church father, he, he asked a question. What will make me rest in you so that I forget my restlessness and take hold of you, the one good thing in my life? Friends, what will it take for you to make God your personal shepherd? George MacDonald, he said the following, I sought the Lord and afterwards I knew he moved my soul to, to seek him, seeking me. It was not that I found, O Savior, true. No, I was found of thee. <coughs> David had a defining passion, a passion that defined his, his very existence. Particularly as we, we look at the Psalm, Psalm 23, we, we see a divine purpose. Verse 2, he, he makes, that's an interesting word, he makes me lie down, he leads me. Verse 3, he restores my soul. I'll never forget as a student, we had a, an elder in our church who was suffering and uh, eventually he died. And I'll never forget as a pastor, a young pastor still studying, I used to go visit him in hospital. And when you walked into that room, there was just as if it was the presence of God. It was absolutely amazing. You, you go to encourage a man who, who's suffering in, in incredible pain. And that man who's suffering, he, he encourages you. And in fact, the nurses used to tell us that there's something about this man and the presence of God uh, in that hospital room. And I'll never forget to me as he spoke to me as a young pastor. And, and he said, Paul, and he, uh, I remember reading Psalm 23 and verse 1 and 2. And he said, he looked me in the eye and he said to me, 
God has a purpose in my life. God has a plan in my life. And you know what? God has a way for me. And friends, in our suffering, isn't that true for all of us? That, that God has a plan for you. God has a purpose and God has a way for you. Consider for a moment the, the landscape of this journey that we see in Psalm 23. It's not always the, the green pastures and, and the quiet uh, waters. David says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. <coughs> in other words, there will be times in his life that he would not be in that uh, green place, those quiet waters. This is the valley of deep darkness. From the verdant slopes, the, the fertile slopes, and the, the bubbling brooks in verse 2 and 3, we are plunged down into the, the valley of the shadow of death. And l literally it means the valley of deep darkness. A valley concealing bandits and predators. A valley, a, a valley where enemies lie in wait. A valley where fear taunts the imagination. Consider the, the landscape of the journey. Thank you, Marlene. <clears throat> Consider the landscape, the valley of the shadow of death. Consider the one who leads you into this valley. We do not choose this valley willingly. The, 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 the path of deathly shadows is not self-chosen. At times, yes, you will lie in the green pastures and enjoy the still waters. You see, sheep don't drink from a, grush, a, a gushing stream or river. But friends, there will be times when God, the good shepherd, leads you through the, the dark valleys. There are many tracks and paths. Some will be made by wild beasts, others by bandits, and, and still other paths that, that lead absolutely nowhere. But you know what? The good shepherd leads you on the right track. When life seems to overwhelm us, we, we're tempted to believe that if we are, are truly gods, if we, we're children of God, that we should never go through this valley of the shadow of death and darkness. But you know what? As we look at the psalm, we see that David thinks otherwise. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. David trusted that his shepherd meant for him to pass through that way, that, that dark valley. Consider the one who leads you through the valley. Consider how he leads you. If you look at Psalm 23 and, and verse 4, we, we see the personal pronoun changes from he to I. In this valley, this dark valley, the shepherd doesn't lead uh, ahead of his sheep. But now we see this shepherd right next to his, his sheep. 
for they lack good eyesight in the dark and are easily frightened. Notice what the this, this shepherd has in his hand. Your rod and your staff, they, they comfort me. The, the rod was an, uh, uh, an, uh, an oak club that could easily kill a, a wild beast. The shepherd's staff was a, a curved crook that would pry loose the sheep that was caught in the, in, in, in the thicket. Consider how this sheep, so the shepherd leads you. Consider why he leads you along these paths. At times, yes, he will lead you along those green pastures and still waters. But friends, there'll be times when he, he leads you through deep valleys. As the snow would melt in Israel, the, the shepherd would lead his sheep through the valley and up to the, the better grazing above. You see, God, God knows that the only way we can reach the higher planes of Christian experience and, and maturity is not in the playground of prosperity, but in the schoolroom of suffering. Have you discovered that? It's not usually during the, the great times of life that we, we learn who God really is, but it's in those times of, of sickness and suffering, suffering and, and trouble that we, we begin to grasp who, who God really is. Hebrews 12 and verse 2 and 3. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the, the author and perfecter of our, of our faith. Consider him, the writer says, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Consider why he leads you through these paths. And, and then consider a very vital and important word. And, and David alluded to this in the worship that word through the good shepherd leads us through the valleys through that dark valley <coughs> and out on the other side and finally consider the destination of these paths they lead us verse 6 to the house of the lord in other words what david is saying they they lead us to the presence of god now it's interesting as we look at the psalm that the very first two words and the last few words are the Lord. Jesus will always lead you to himself. God led his suffering servant Job to himself. God led Moses who had run away from Pharaoh to himself at the burning bush. Jesus led Peter, who had denied him, not just once or twice, but, but three times, to himself. And Jesus, the great shepherd, led Stephen, the first martyr, the first Christian martyr, to himself. A defining passion, a divine purpose, and, and lastly, we, we see a, a, a very dramatic picture in the psalm. In verse 5 and 6, the, the uh, picture dramatically changes as, as David relates his experience as a simple man in need of a savior and a king in need of divine guidance. Verse 5, you prepare a table before me. Now the table isn't a, re a real table. It refers to a, a flat piece of land 
like we call in Cape Town Table Mountain. It's flat on top. It refers to this flat land of pasture. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. It's very interesting that the, the shepherd would go ahead of his sheep and he'd push the grass aside and, and look for holes. There were snakes, little snakes, uh, brown adders that would live underground. And in fact, he'd, he'd mark those um, holes with oil so that it would cause the, the snakes to slip apparently. You anoint my head with oil. The oil was a, a repellent. It kept the flies and the snakes and all sorts of things going into the ears of, of, of the sheep. My cup overflows. The shepherd amazingly would, when they got to the top of them, or, or, or the, the flat piece of land, would go to wells and, and draw water. And imagine you've got a, a hundred sheep and a small few liter uh, 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 um, uh, hold, uh, uh, bottles that would fill up. You'd have to do it uh, hour after hour. Drawing water. Verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. That refers to the presence of God forever. Now as we look at these verses, there's a dramatic picture. Uh, picture. Younger sheep were, were prone to, to wonder. And doesn't that happen to us sometimes? We, we wonder in our faith. If it happened too often... This sheep's life was in grave, grave danger. There were predators and, and, and worse. And if the sheep wandered off and became cast, now the most dangerous position for a sheep is when he's looking for a nice place to relax. And if he falls over and goes into his back, there is no way back to his feet. And the minute that happens... Uh, the blood begins to drain from his legs and eventually it's the beginning of death for that sheep. All because he, he wanted or she wanted to be, feel comfortable and it was even more dangerous when they're pregnant. They were heavy. If they had a full coat, it was dangerous. They'd roll over and couldn't get up. And when this happened, when, when the sheep off, uh, wandered too often, the shepherd would have to take radical action. He would pick up a sheep and... Break the foreleg of the sheep so that it couldn't uh, uh, run away again. And, and yeah, in this picture is a, is, a, is a beautiful picture. The foreleg was broken. And because of that, it was the, the shepherd's responsibility to, to carry that sheep. The sheep was totally dependent on the shepherd. The sheep's head was close to the heart of the shepherd. And it, it got to know the, the smell of the shepherd. And when that leg mended, it would be stronger than before. Here we see restriction. And then there's restoration. The, the shepherd would gently massage the, the, the sheep back onto its, its limb and would place the sheep back on its feet. And so David could say, he restores my soul. Here we see the, the great goodness of the good shepherd he delivers us from our foolishness. He directs our path. He determines our, our destination. And Haddon Robinson, speaking of the good, good shepherd, he, he puts it like this. With him, the calf is always the fatted calf. The robe is always the best robe. The joy is unspeakable. And the peace passes understanding 
There is no grudging in God's goodness. He does not measure his goodness by drops like a druggist filling a prescription. It comes to us in floods. If only we recognized the lavish abundance of his gifts, what a difference it would make in our lives. If every meal were taken as a gift from his hand, it would almost be a sacrament. I shall not lack courage when my way is dark. Why? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. I shall not lack companionship. Why? You are with me. I shall not lack constant comfort. Why? Your rod and your staff, they, they comfort me. I shall not lack rest or provision. Why? He makes me lie down in green pastures. I shall not lack peace. Why? He, he leads me besides quiet waters. I shall not lack restoration or encouragement when I faint, fail, or, or fall. Why? He restores my soul. I shall not lack guidance or fellowship. Why? He guides me in paths of righteousness. I shall not lack protection, honor. Why? You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I shall not lack power. Why? You have anointed my head with oil. I shall not lack abundance. Why? My cup overflows. I shall not lack perpetual uh, 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 presence. God's perpetual presence. Why? Surely goodness and, and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I shall not lack security. Why? I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Friends, we, we have a good shepherd. One who has brought us thus far in the past year. Friends, one who is with us right now. And one who will extend his grace, his wonderful grace, in the days to come. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that we can be reminded today. Lord, as we reflect on the past, as we consider the day, and Lord, as we look to the future, that we have a good shepherd, one who guides and leads and protects. Father, we thank you that we can just reflect and be reminded of your absolute goodness. And we give you praise. Lord, help us to, to rest in you. We pray all of this in your precious name. Amen.